I was just doing songs for the next rock album, and I decided that what always took me so long in the studio was the writing. I would get in there, and I just wouldn't have the material written, or it wasn't written well enough. And so I'd record for a month, get a couple of things, go home, write some more, record for another month. It wasn't very efficient, so this time, I got a little Tayak four-track cassette machine, and I said, I'm going to record these songs, and if they sound good with just me doing them, then I'll teach them to the band, said Bruce Springsteen in an interview with Rolling Stone. The legendary rocker was describing the process behind the creation of his sixth studio album, Nebraska, released in 1982. If you've heard the album, or heard a Springsteen fan talk about the album, you know that teaching the band didn't work out as expected. The so-called Electric Nebraska sessions are often described as a bust, despite the fact that eight tracks from these sessions would find their way to Springsteen's seventh studio album, Born in the USA. However, Springsteen and producer John Landau both found the full band recordings to be lacking for the tracks that would end up comprising the Nebraska album. Quote, No way was it as good as he had going on that demo tape, said Landau. The end result is a haunting folk album focused on unfortunate blue-collar workers, criminals, and outsiders. The album and its more somber themes painted as an outsider in Springsteen's catalog as well, as it's one of two albums that the boss did not promote with a tour, the other being 2019's Western Stars. Though the album was widely praised by critics and listeners alike, only one track stands out as being truly popular. Initially named A Fistful of Dollars after the Clint Eastwood film, this song is the only one from Nebraska to feature on his greatest hits album and on his 1992 MTV Unplugged performance. The track was not released as a single in the U.S., but was in Canada, where it reached number 49 on the charts. In 2021, the Clint Eastwood-inspired track was ranked number 289 on the top 500 songs of all time list, published by Rolling Stone. Despite the album bearing the name of the 37th state, the track's final name takes after a seaside resort city in New Jersey that was in a state of decline in the 80s. On the song, Springsteen sings about this city, death, rebirth, and of course, the early years of the Second Philadelphia Mafia War, starting with the explosive murder of Philip Chicken Man Testa. That's right, we're talking Atlantic City by Bruce Springsteen on Cover Me. Everything dies, baby, that's a fact. Someday comes back Put your makeup on Fix your hair pretty And meet me tonight That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one's hanging on by the skin of its teeth. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my cold co-host. <laughs> Alex Mildenberger. <laughs> Alex Mildenberger. Is it cold in Calgary yet? Um, I think we uh, were below, we think we froze last night, like below zero. Oh, no. It's supposed to happen tonight. I, I just put my warm uh, duvet on. Okay, put Sorry, your stockings ex- on too. Extra warm duvet. Extra warm. Because I have two duvets, warm and extra warm, because I am a cold boy. You know what they call that in French is du duvets. Du duvets. You're a cold guy all the time, so even in summer you gotta you gotta have that duvet. It's a bit it's a bit too hot in the summer, but I can mm, okay. I can manage. I feel like I'm always managing my my limbs, you know? Like I'm like, okay, I need the duvet on, but I gotta have one like foot poking out. Yeah. Or I like have an exactly. arm over top. Like, like it is all the heat too hot yeah. some of the time. It's just more efficient for me to not own more than two duvets. Two is kind of pushing it, quite frankly. I would, yeah, I have one duvet, but yeah. I, you know, I'm just a simple working class man. <laughs> simple warm boy. That's, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I do tend to run hot. Um, I don't, and weird that I run hot, but I don't like being in cold places. You think it would balance out, right? <sighs> but I don't know, man. 
It's I just guess he- like it's just heated. Born hot, stay hot, as, as I like to say. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Alex, decidedly not hot. Um, The state of Nebraska. Yeah. And this album in general, I think, is kind of a chilly album. Chilly? Yeah, maybe it's just like the kind of dark one themes in general. And even the, the album cover itself is this like black and white, like haunting, like landscape, just clouds rolling in over just like barren prairie so it's got a very cold feeling to it yeah and it's kind of because it's black and white it almost like if you squint it's kind of hard to tell what it is it really is just like a like the sky like cloudy sky yeah but it's like is that a bridge no no it's just a hill maybe and like a pond i don't know man a road i don't yeah my my thought maybe it's just because it is bruce springsteen's like it must be shot like from a car like that's on the road the side of the highway somewhere on the road right yeah and it's like yeah more more rural uh parts probably especially in the 80s um but it really just takes the name from the one song that said uh, because it it has this just like somewhat dour like rural feeling to the whole thing so it fits right like i kind of didn't think like oh atlantic city's not in nebraska (laughs) <laughs> at the time I, yeah, like that didn't know. matter to me i was like yeah it probably makes sense i it's didn't know fucking nebraska. shit about where atlantic city was i was like oh, it must be in nebraska it's from the yeah. Uh, nebraska yeah it must be in a landlocked state yeah yeah the atlantic I, yeah I, I, atlantic yeah i don't know why i thought i was like well atlanta's you know a, another city <laughs> like maybe they just like atlant in their names i don't fucking know yeah um but yeah atlantic city's not something i think about a lot yeah it's uh you know jersey boy bruce springsteen writes about a city in new jersey it's like okay yeah yeah, that that checks out which i mean i never watched jersey shore back in the day they do they play atlantic city a lot on that yeah (laughs) but like just the idea of being being on the coast and like they have boardwalks and stuff supposedly atlantic city was the was the first boardwalk and yeah and it was expanded from there temporary so they would tear it down after the busy season and then re-put it up like every season and then it, i guess slowly became permanent as it expanded yeah and then just like there's more right <laughs> that's yeah. like the thing that i know about uh new jersey now is they have boardwalks and gardens i guess and and right. one cake boss one cake boss yes if, uh, um, is he based out of New Jersey? I thought he was. Is, he, anyway. is that based on... Oh, that's the Philadelphia Mafia. There's a lot going on in this song that I did not pick up in my years of listening to this track. Well, I mean, part of that is, is what is the chicken man? It's a very <laughs> simple answer, but like just listening to it does not make any sense. Yeah, if you weren't around like very specifically in like 1981... Because, like, the Chicken Man isn't even a big part of the history of the Philadelphia crime family, also known as the Philadelphia Mafia, the Philly Mob, or Philly Mafia, or the Philadelphia South Jersey Mafia, or the Bruno Scarfo family. These are or, all or Phil <laughs> the same organization. big band of chicken folk. Yeah, so he's called the Chicken Phil Testa briefly fills in after the, the assassination of this Bruno character, Angelo Bruno, was murdered. And then he fills in as the boss for the Philadelphia Mafia for about a year before he's killed by um, fucking Scarfo. I forgot his name. Nicky Scarfo or something? Nick Scarfo? Via explosion? Yeah, via explosion. They blow him up. Nico Scarfo, of course. Yeah. Little Nicky, who's known as. Uh, the inspiration for the Adam Sandler film. Yeah. Yeah, of course. 
and yeah, so like his death he is I guess like part of what sets off because it eventually it's this this Nicky Scarfo comes into power and he's uh, opposed to this other guy who doesn't want him in power, and that's what sets off the second Philadelphia Mafia war. The first one was many years earlier, and I think the thirties or forties. There's Man, a lot of history as far as what I'm yeah. saying. And that's just from the first line. But before we get into that, Alex, Nebraska, you a big fan? The album, Nebraska? not the state. The album? Yeah, I like the album. Uh, it's an interesting album, too. Like, we talked about Springsteen. Obviously, we talked about him a number of times. But we also talked about uh, Cover Me. Yes. Uh, about a year ago. What, one year ago? Yeah, it was, uh, just over a year ago. That yeah. was fourth year anniversary. Fourth year anniversary. Um, which is somewhat related in that Nebraska and and born in the USA sort of came about around the same time. Like there's this four year period where he just wrote a ton of songs. Yeah, you want to talk he talks about how inefficient his writing method was. And then he basically knocks out two albums, huge albums in this this short time span. In like a reasonable amount of time. He's like, I could have done more. If only I had another tape recorder i don't know i don't know um, yeah, he, he needed an eight prior track to that he would have really had something but yeah and obviously as you mentioned these were basically all just demos they were like these are pretty good let's just release them yeah. um which is pretty awesome uh and they do have that kind of sound to them and we've talked about songs before too where we like this kind of sounds like the demo version uh and mm-hmm. then this other one is like the fully realized version but it's hard to say these songs aren't realized although they definitely have some aspects of demos which we'll talk about i'm sure Um, for sure well there is a quote here i would like to read this is a continuation of the quote i opened with but uh so he says here um and that was the tape that became the record this is bruce springsteen says it's amazing that it got there because i was carrying around that cassette around with me in my pocket without a case for a couple of weeks Hmm. just dragging it around Finally, we realized, uh uh-oh, that's the album. Technically, it was difficult to get it on a disc. The stuff was recorded so strangely, the needle would read a lot of distortion and wouldn't track in the wax. We almost had to release it as a cassette. Oh, wow. Some of that, like, weirdness is just straight up because he had this beat-up fucking cassette that he was treating like shit. (laughs) And he's like, oh, no, this is the album. I have to fucking get this on wax. Yeah, and I mean, just reading through the article, supposedly they had to do all this, like, noise reduction stuff and, like, some, like, processing. I say processing, yeah. but... I wonder how much it sounded like... We talked about, um, oh my goodness, what is... Daniel Johnson. Daniel Johnson or Johnston? I, I can never remember. I always forget. Love will find yeah. you. Daniel Johnston. It's with, a, with an S. Um, but I wonder how close it was to that level of like, um, uh, probably a little better. He's in a four track. I think Daniel Johnson just straight like recorded into like a just straight box, to a like tape. One, one, one track. Yeah. Onto a tape. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the result is this. So, mm-hmm. so there's, well, there is some production that went into it. I imagine this was a bit stronger in terms of. The technical side had to have been yeah. like, yeah, just looking at like he was using, he said the, the recorder was about a thousand bucks at the time, which, you know, adjusted yeah, for inflation, 1050. probably quite a bit more, um, which is, you know, decent quality thing, decent amount. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as much as the stuff they have in the studio, but yeah, that's, I mean, especially for people track. dream about recording fucking legendary albums in their bedroom. 
And Bruce Springsteen did that in by accident. 19, <laughs> by accident, because he's yeah. like, well, and that's I guess something we should talk about because they are demos, but he recorded these with the intent of teaching his band these songs. So they're yeah. fairly polished demos in that regard. And he did. There's like True. in the writing, it talks about him doing multiple takes even right. for this song. It wasn't like this was just a one off, and he was like in an evening, like busted out these like ten songs or whatever, ten songs, yeah, uh, yeah. and. Just from nothing, you know, and he was doing like some overdubs and stuff because he did yeah, four and tracks. mandolin and harmonica, and so he, like he used the full four tracks. Yeah, but they were, um, you know, they they were demos, but they were not just like yeah, like improvised or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But I I feel like, well, I don't know how common this is, but it is something that is done, you know, nowadays. And then you yeah. get bonus tracks on an album that's like this version of the song kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I there mean, was even plans uh, to do Frank that with Turner this album. Bunch. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'd be really curious to hear Electric Nebraska just, just because it would be neat for like yeah, historical purposes. That. Like, I get that it maybe it wasn't the greatest. But, but he's also done a ton of different versions of this li- of these songs live, right? So. Live, yeah. We're we, and we're going to talk about one of them today, which is yeah. a huge departure from what's on this album. And yeah, there's a drummer. I can't remember who it was, but he was on these recording sessions. He's like, the shit we did in the Electric Nebraska section is actually really good. So, uh, hey, who knows? But but John Landau <laughs> and Springsteen are convinced this is the the premium take. Yeah, and maybe we'll see those surface one day because there have been rumors and bubblings, but I don't think the actual, I don't think Bruce Springsteen has ever said he's going to do it. But Yeah, I think we might have to wait till, uh, until he passes to... Yeah, for a chance what, at it. Yeah, whatever fucking scuzzbag just wants to make some money off of his discography, go, oh, get the Electric Nebraska section out there. If they even still exist. Yeah, if they exist, that's true. Like We don't know where they are. Yeah. Um, Alex, Atlantic City, best track off the album or just another track? Uh, top three for sure. Oh, I thought you were going to say top ten. <laughs> <laughs> top ten, no doubt. Um, I mean, I, I, I've done some listening to Nebraska, but uh, I'll be honest, the only songs from it that have really stuck in my head, well, I guess like Atlantic City, maybe Mansion on the Hill, Johnny 99. Johnny 99. Maybe yeah. State Trooper and My Father's House. That's pretty and oh, reason to believe I like that one too. Okay, mm. there's a good songs on this, but like it's it's definitely in my top. It's top 3. Yeah, this top, is definitely like, I'd like two or three, yeah. Like this one is the one that penetrated for me. It's a, like it's a heavy album. It's you really got to pay attention to it while it's playing. Yeah. And this one may be the least of that just because it has such a I don't know, such an energy to it. Like, it's a it's fairly good. It's got a strong chorus. Yeah, strong chorus. Yeah, great, great overdubs. It's a, it's a hell of a track, Alex. Really do love this one. Um, yeah. And yeah, continuing my curse, I have a curse where uh, an artist will never play the one song I want them to play at a show when I go to see them live. So sure. we didn't get to hear Atlantic City when, no, we, we, uh, when we saw him. But hey, man. But he played Kitty's back, so like, holy shit! So yeah, what a win, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, he did play that later in the tour, I think. Uh, apparently, he's canceled his his upcoming dates. That's right. He got polyps. Which, something. I actually didn't hear what it was. 
It's. I think he. Uh, if it's so he's going through recovery right now. Oh, I thought it was an ulcer or something. It might have been. Uh, 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 let's. I, I fucking. Actually, I realized I did hear something, but it's just vague. But uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, peptic way. ulcer. Peptic I, ulcer. I, I, I put there them together go. to say polyps. Yeah, peptic ulcer disease. Um, which is unfortunate, and also means that the Calgary date is canceled. Calgary, Vancouver, basically all of his um, Canada dates. I guess, yeah, the dates that, because I remember right before uh, we were going to, you know, we were traveled to to Seattle to see the show, it was like they suddenly announced the shows and talking to people, they're like, oh, you could have just gone to that one, you know, could have waited. And it's like, no, yeah, could have waited. <laughs> no, dog. Um, I didn't know um, that at the time, yeah. but, you know. Nor did I, but hey, glad we no, got in. No regrets, but also even less regrets yeah less regrets now also it's all you people seeing him in canada suck it we already saw him no i'm, I'm kidding <laughs> we should talk about these lyrics though alex we um, should kind of we've talked about basically the first two lines already but let's get into more detail here well they blew up the chicken man in philly last night now they blew up his house too down on the boardwalk they're getting ready for a fight gonna see what them racket boys can do yeah i mean obviously there's some like real history uh in this one mm-hmm. but it's also I don't know, just kind of evocative because you like it's talking about all these things that are happening and like there's a fight brewing and like just like stuff's happening. It's talking about like the 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 near future, which I always think is a good way to I don't know start a story, right? It does like it, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, what's like, a dude happen. exploded in Philly last night and his yeah. house exploded too. You're like, what? And he's like, and now on the boardwalk, they're they're fucking they're coming to blows. Like, yeah. Like that, that event is causing other things happen. And like, I guess I didn't really know the connection hearing it at first, you know, like, oh, in Philly, this happened. And now the boardwalk, which is not Philly, it's over here, but like there are ripples, right? Or like it's creating tension because there's this war essentially. Um, And of course, using the chicken man name is like, what the fuck? Chicken man? Like I always, you know, you always imagine a guy in a chicken suit. Do you imagine that? I always did. I Yeah, I imagine some dude who's like into chickens. <laughs> or something. Just like a guy I, I didn't who think likes like chickens. a chicken farmer, which is like, basically he had a chicken business. Like he had a chicken farm. Yeah. That's why he was the chicken man. I mean, I've always imagined a guy in a chicken like mascot costume. I'm like, okay, I'm sure yeah. it's not that, but I don't know what it is. It could is, have been so. like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, the chicken man, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> they fucking That's got Colonel Sanders in Philly they, last night. They blew up a colonel. Um... But then, you know, moving into they blew up his house too makes it kind of more real because the chick they blew up the chicken man sounds very silly. Yeah. And Philly. And Philly chili. Um, but then like they blew up his house and you're like, oh shit, they're after his family too. The chicken. Yeah, they're like, oh man, it's yeah, it's scorched earth with the chicken man. (laughs) Yeah. So it just it makes it more real. Anyway, fun line. Yeah, and then they're fighting what, tennis players? The racket boys? The racket boys? Yeah. (laughs) Gangsters. gangsters so it's about so in the same way that in the the hit uh manga turned anime turned live netflix series one piece the one death piece. of gold roger leads to the golden age of piracy here we see that the death of the chicken man leads to the golden age of mafiosos and criminals sure but, yeah well, that comes golden up more age. in verse two when there's trouble busting in from out of state but the racket boys yeah so rackets you know racketeering it's, this, it's not about racket sports it's about you know uh criminal activity crime doing crime extracting money from the populace and there was a big so atlantic city when uh like when springsteen was a kid was like a like a resort town as a getaway oh yeah we're gonna go down to atlantic city 
for the weekend or for vacation. We're going to go to the beach. It's going to be beautiful there. The there. There's a boardwalk. Get some fucking hot dogs or something. I don't know. It's a beautiful place. But in the 80s, it's in a state of decline. And it was been that way in the 70s, too. So there's a lot of, one, mafia presence, the Philly mafia. And two, like, I just, like, you know, the economy was drying up. There was no gambling. Gambling had been legalized. Um, at a certain point, because there used to be a bunch of casinos there. And then, of course, with, you know, illegal gambling comes illegal gambling rings. You, you, you tell people they yeah. can't gamble, the mafia comes in to take over. And then, 76, they start to try and legalize again. Some casinos start to go up. They're trying to bring back this, this golden era. Um, and that is the, the strange hotbed we find ourselves here in. In this scenario, so the, so the, the the mafia war is going on, and of course we get more of this in in verse or the second part of verse one as they're calling the next stanza. Yeah, the next bit, which I guess we'll get into now. There's trouble busting in from out of state, and the DA can't get no relief. Going to be a rumble out on the promenade, and the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth. <sighs> yeah, trouble busting in. That's your grand age of piracy. Everybody wants to be a fucking criminal now that there's. Criminal, there's a place, there's a hotbed to do it. Yeah, it seems like. I mean, we talk about trouble busting in. If there's like direct attack, hang on, it is busting in, right? Oh, it is busting in. I always say busting in. Um, but I feel like it means the same thing. They're coming hey, from somewhere yeah, else. Largely, Although, if you yeah. Say busting, then it feels like. They're coming by the bus load. By bus. <laughs> or like, uh, but a lot yeah, of them. yeah. Busting does imply a level of violence. Yeah. So it's, do you want to focus on the intensity of the trouble or the, the volume of the trouble? Well, it might just be both uh, uh, intense well, and volume. Certainly. The DA can't get like no relief. Your like voice. when I bust, Alex, it's intense and voluminous. <laughs> I was going to say your voice, it, it can be intense and voluminous. Oh, sure. Yeah, that too. I was talking about jizzing. Yeah, but this is a this is an audio medium. No one will okay, believe yeah. we have corporeal forms. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> we're, we're two AIs. We're, we're like Mr. Voices Duvegas. in their ears. Yeah. Um. So is is this mean that like, as part of the gang war, people are coming in, or does it mean that the instability is just making people want to come to this place? I would say both. Do crimes and get rich or something. Yeah, it's become like a hotbed for criminal activity. Yeah. So, and also like the mafia has, there's the, there's, it's interesting, there's the gambling commission and then the commission is also what the like, like uh, the fucking higher tier of like American mafia is, is like, fuck, I, I wrote, wrote it down here. Oh. How do you spell commission? The gambling commission. Interesting. The commission is the name of the governing body of the American mafia. So Philly is the you know the Philly mafia, and then you have the the commission above that. So it's possible that mafiosos from from I guess they'd be mafiosi if it's going to be plural. Yeah, uh, are are coming in from so other gangs are are rolling in here because they know that there is you know a chance to get a piece of something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, two bit nobodies like the narrator of this song are also trying to get in to get theirs because there's opportunity. But it's yes. prime opportunity in this in this decaying city that used to have opportunity in a different way. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and it's it's overloaded the legal system on both ends. The DA's got so many fucking criminals they got to roll through. The gambling commission's trying to put up you know a legal casino system so that they can bring things back to the glory days. 
you know, a rebirth of this now dead city. And they're hanging on by the skin of their teeth because there's so much criminal activity here, particularly involving gambling and, of course, just heaps of murder and war. Yeah, because they can't enforce their regulations or whatever the gambling can be. Exactly. It's uh, how do you get that done when, uh, again, the racket boys, they're running around, they're running the fucking streets. They're like, doing their crimes. They're doing crimes they're out stuff here. stuff with tennis rackets, I think, is the crime. Yeah, it's the, these fucking rogue badminton players. Rogue badminton players. Actually, I think that might be uh, a scene in the Warriors. Yeah, it's, it's close. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the story, though. That's the setup. That's the story. That's the, the setup. Story. That yeah, basically First that tells us the setting. Yeah, the setting. Of, and the point in time, and then the chorus, which seems unrelated until we we start to get other things in. Well, now everything dies, baby. That's a fact. But maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. In Atlantic City. Yeah. Atlantic. Oh my. I mean. I mentioned this as a strong chorus. I feel like you don't even have to listen to the rest of the song and hear the chorus, and you're like, yes, that is a fun thing to say. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it fucking rocks hard. It sounds cool as hell. Like, it's also, I mean, talking about everything dies and coming back, is that like is that the rapture? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's necessarily that sort of, like, not necessarily, Christian but like the, I think the the Christian symbolism is a bit. Is there a bit? I I, I don't really have a, a reason for it to be there, but um, yeah, <laughs> than, I, like, I, it feels like maybe everything resurrects, much like Christ. I might believe it, but right. he's putting out a maybe. and maybe everything that dies someday comes back. I think he's yeah. talking about, uh, you know, one, one. He literally says that his luck has died later on, um. It's he is this character is portrayed in some ways, and we're talking about Atlantic City, which is a casino town. Like there is a gambling energy to our narrator and to the song in general. So there's also that. So there, on one level, this is the idea of gambling. He's like, well, I'm losing, but maybe one day the the loss turns around. Maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Um, their love has gone cold. Maybe love dies. Maybe love come back, comes back. The city, Atlantic City itself, has died basically at this point. But maybe it'll come back. Yeah. Um, so the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's this concept of like. Oh, and then there's the level of, and we have to talk about the end of the song here, where he's doing a favor for a guy. But is he talking himself into committing a murder? It's just, and trying. It's, Trying to lighten the burden of that load. He's saying everything dies. I'm going to go kill a guy, but you know, maybe that's fine. Like maybe everybody comes back in their own way and I don't have to, you know, think about this blood that's about to be on my hands. It's, it's densely layered this song. And I, I don't know how to pick out like one thread from it. There's a lot going on, but the main part of the story here is just that someone talking to someone else and saying, Hey, Make yourself up nice. We're going to Atlantic City. Yeah, which never made sense to me until I I like learned this week that it used to be this like this vacation destination it was called the World's Playground. It was supposed to be this beautiful place to go and live it up. And so here we have a, a down on his luck blue collar worker. Not even a worker. He didn't really have a fucking job. But right. he's like, hey, well, he got it. Put your makeup on. Get pretty. We're going to Atlantic City, the land of. Uh, exploding criminals, racket right. boys, and and strife. But like based on this kind of memory of how it used to be, 
Yes. When it was alive. When it was alive. So that's, like you said, this chorus is all you need, and it's it's good. It's, it's a great fucking chorus. So we come to the next verse. Well, I got a tro- oh, with a, what am I trying to say here? Well, I got a job and tried to put my money away, but I got debts that no honest man can pay, so I drew what I had from the Central Trust, and I bought us two tickets on that Coast City bus. Coast City bus. Bus. Um, so, it. yeah, you, the, the idea of gambling here, he took all of his money out to buy two tickets on a gamble to go to the gambling city, Atlantic yeah, City. Yeah, go to the gambling city. Uh, he already has debts that he can't pay, but they're also... Yeah, okay. For some reason, I always heard that as, like, they're not money debts, but, like, I don't see that anymore. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because it's so tied to I got a job and tried to put my money away. Yeah, but he owes his money. He can't do it without extreme amounts of money, which is why he's going to turn to uh, less legal means, presumably. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because he first does try to find real work as we find and then he he takes he does a favor for a guy yeah so it's not enough it's not enough yeah i got debts that no honest man can pay now for me i'm just like yeah student loans are a bitch dude but i think in 82 that was it's <laughs> maybe a different like somebody not being able to pay debts with an honest job was maybe a little more extreme maybe a little more unusual back then uh, i don't know Maybe. Because I, f- I feel like... I guess if he you, is, like, framed as a gambler, and that's where his mm-hmm. debts come from, then, yeah, they're probably much more extreme than normal. But, yeah, because I'm thinking, like, like I can theoretically pay off my student loans. It'll take me the rest of my life with the, you know, the work and bills I have now, but it's theoretically doable. <laughs> and it's honestly much worse in America, but that seems like a such an everyday problem. Like, I have debts that no honest man can pay. I know you can't relate at all, Mr. Moneybags, but... <laughs> Like it's very comfortable. Like, well, I can't, I can't pay for shit because I, I work to pay. You know, I live paycheck to paycheck. That right. doesn't seem to be his issue here. It's, I, I, at least, I don't think it's meant to be that common of a problem. I don't think he's like, and, and much like everybody else of my working class, I'm never getting out of this debt. Like, it's right. But I, he's definitely a poor guy who owes money. Yeah, who owes a great deal of money. And they go to the um, coast city. I never heard coast city. I never knew what he said. Because for some reason, as we discuss, it never really clicked that Atlantic City was on the coast. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know why it didn't click. Because I was like, oh, yeah, Atlantic City. Because it's by Atlantic Ocean, obviously. Yeah, yeah obviously. Um, didn't think about it. I was too busy singing along with the chorus. And it could have been Ghost City. I don't fucking know. I didn't hear at all what he said. Ghost City bus is what I heard. I'm like, oh yeah, a bus. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. And like, of course, if we take, now there's trouble bussing in from out of state. He's there's, bussing there's in. There's all kinds of buses. Yeah, he's bussing in. He's trouble. He's trouble. Um, Hit the chorus again. Baby, everything dies. That's a fact. Everything dies. Someday comes back. Um, the bridge. Now our luck may have died and our love may be cold, but with you forever I'll stay. We're going out where the sand's turning to gold. Put on your stockings, baby, because the night's getting cold. The night's getting cold. Just like their love. Yes! He rhymes cold with cold. No, he rhymes it with gold, technically. But <laughs> he does. He <laughs> swaps back. Cold, gold, cold. Cold, gold, cold. Um, yeah, what a... Our love may be cold, but with you forever I'll stay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that's heavy. Uh, it's 
cold, but he's dedicated. But yeah, but just, he's all also, you know, he's he's calling long shots. That's his thing, right? Yeah, he's like the all-in gambler, man. He's just like, well, fuck, I picked like, you. Well, I'm in, so why would I leave? You know, I got to stay at the table. Yeah, it, our luck may have died is also the preceding that. He's like, we're probably fucked. <laughs> That's <laughs> true, but maybe it'll come back. But maybe it'll come That's back. Yeah, again, show, yeah. there's like this this gambling itch. He's like, well, yeah, maybe I am dead, but uh, maybe things come back like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um we're going out where the sand's turning to gold so one that portrays an idea of i think you know golden sands summer beautiful there was also the golden sands casino or oh. i think it might have just been called the sand hotel so sand casino had opened 1980 as the brighton was later called the sand hotel there's actually a picture of the sand hotel in the music video for this and so sand turning to gold is literally like this casino where you can gamble to win riches if you're to lucky. Win money. Yeah, and also, you know, it's a beach. It's a yes. coast city. Um, the idea of, I mean, it, it reminds me of the phrase, the streets are paved with gold, right? Of just like, For going sure, to yeah. a rich place where you can also be rich. But it just happens to be a beach place. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah. it paints this, like, this old vacation idea again, where it's like, we're going where the sands turn into gold. It's beautiful out there in Atlantic City. And then whiplash back to reality with put on your stockings, baby, because the night's getting cold. Right, because it's not it's not warm. It's cold. Um, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, like, get a kind of aut- autumnal about, vibe off that. Yeah. Let's sing about the the gold sand colored cheese on his cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Um, and mustard as well. Yeah, Munster, Munster. <laughs> yeah. Munster. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. In conclusion, this Jimmy is a song Buffett. about a cheeseburger. Yes, I think. That's correct, nope. Alex. Oh, wrong week. Well, it's still got cheeseburgers on the mind, huh? I was thinking about Jimmy Buffett as well. <sighs> hard like, not to think about. Hard not to think about him. He's, he's something else. But yeah, there is something about that because we did just talk about a very summery song last week, and I will, I would say, like particularly with the the night getting cold and putting on your stockings, this is a bit of an autumn song again with the ideas of like things dying too, like autumn. This has got big autumn energy. Yeah, and then especially on the East Coast, which I'll admit is not a place I've been, but as I understand, it can get quite cold I associate with, yeah, by with the coldness. water, uh, especially yeah. in the Atlantic. I think, I mean, you know, coast place. Um, yeah, at night can get pretty windy and chilly. Yeah. Gotta put your stockings on. Yeah, it's, yeah they can't afford heating, cause it is, so he's like, put on your stockings, baby, we're broke. Night's getting cold. I guess also they're maybe out on the beach, so there's no heating out there. Fair <laughs> yeah, point. it's like the <laughs> 80s, so they hadn't invented heating yet. That's right. Uh, yeah. Famously was not around uh, in the 80s. Famously, no heat. Um, yeah. Then they do a, kind of like a half chorus. Yeah. Um, see, because he didn't say meet me tonight in Atlantic City, because I guess theoretically there? connected to that bridge, they're already there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just sticking with that first part now. Yeah, let's you sit and linger on it. We'll talk about it musically, but that mandolin does a lot of this like wistful carrying there. Yeah, mandolin's pretty cool. To give you this kind of moment. 
so then verse three, this is your, this is your climax, the grand conclusion mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. which of course smolders more than it explodes. Um, now I've been looking for a job, but it's hard to find down here. It's just winners and losers and don't get caught on the wrong side of that line. Well, I'm tired of coming out on the losing end. So honey, last night I met this guy and I'm going to do a little favor for him. He's getting into crime. He's getting into crime. Which, I mean, I feel, there's, you were mentioning that uh, maybe it was uh, murder, and yeah, I think that's on the table, uh, because the song talks about life and death so much, Mm -hmm. Um, but also it could just be something that, I mean, it's obviously dangerous for the protagonist. Yes. Um, So, so, yeah, it's the possibility of his own death, regardless of what the favor is being imminent. Yeah, and we already, you know, he's clearly a, a big risk taker. Perhaps an irresponsible risk taker, and it's just one more risk. But now, finally, he's betting his own life. So he keeps betting things, thinking they might come back, and now it's yeah. sort of his final bet. Exactly. Yeah. Even his conceptualization of it's just winners and losers. He's like, these are the two kinds of people, which of course would be the two factors you get in any standard gamble: somebody right. wins, somebody loses. And don't don't get caught on the wrong side of that line. Is a fucking cool line. Um, and he's tired of coming out on the losing end. He's so, which identifies him as a loser. So maybe he's also trying to, to die as a loser. The part of him that is a loser, he's looking to die. And become a winner in crime. Fucking winner in crime, baby. Yeah. And then chorus, we go out on a lot of meet me tonight in Atlantic city. It's a heavy song. Yeah, it is. I mean, the whole story of introducing the 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 sort of seedy side of the cities, and then him trying to talk. It also establishes early on, you know, that he has death no honest man can pay. And then after that, he still tries to go honest, but clearly he's got you know this thought of like that it's not possible. Yeah, and he's just like he's coming home every day, no job, and he's like, I'm sick of fucking losing. I wanna, I wanna win. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a classic story in that it, I feel like it's in movies, you know, down on your luck, and then you go and do a crime. Yeah, to to uh, reverse that, and uh, it's effective. Yeah, it typically either it either works, and you know, you're all laughing in front of the Las Vegas fountains, or <laughs> <laughs> or it doesn't work, and you're like in jail or dead. Yeah, or you're learning a learning a lesson about how crime is bad. That's right, exactly. It's you get a, a firm scolding from the park ranger and and you're on your way. Uh great song. Incredible song. Great writing. Uh yeah, dog. Love this song. And uh, yeah, dog. Great song. Um <laughs> Yeah, dog, <laughs> dog, dog, dog. Dog, listen. Oh my it's gosh. Fucking, it's fucking killer track. Uh I liked it. I mean, I loved it before learning about it and then learning all of the, the, the layers and depth to it. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. There's a lot going it's, on. It's unreal. Uh, 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 uh. Let me see. So we got to talk about what this sounds like, though, Alex. And the first thing I think I'll kind of say is it kind of sounds like a demo. You know, if you told me this was the demo for this. I might, I might believe, believe it. Yeah. I might believe that. I might believe it. Um, yeah, it definitely <laughs> has that sound to it. I mean, nowadays we would like say it was kind of lo-fi 
Yeah, but, that would be. But that was just like what <laughs> what the equipment he had was, you know. Um, mm-hmm. As mentioned, the tape was kind of damaged. Um, it's, there was some also mention of like it was recorded fairly quietly, so they had to boost the levels, and then that boosted the noise. So they had to do all this noise reduction. Um, so all of that mixes together to create this like very like haunting sound. Yes, uh, and it's it's like. So, like, there's this nice echo to it. It's the things that you would use, like, a tape echo-type pedal to create nowadays. I mean, it's literally used, he used tape for it, you know? Yeah, um, he used, uh, yeah. he had what he called a little echoplex. Oh, he had the echoplex as well, that's right. Yes, but I feel like effect. he didn't use it all the time, right? No, but he did say uh, that yeah. he mixed it. So, he says, it was just going to be a demo, and then I had a little echoplex that I mixed it through. Oh, okay. um, but specifically for this one, he talks about this track being recorded in his bedroom for the cost of, you know, $1,050 mixed through an old Gibson guitar unit to a beatbox. A beatbox? I don't know what the fuck a beatbox is. <laughs> hmm. I know it in the context of a man going, <laughs> but I don't think that's a what he's talking boxer. about here. <laughs> the beatboxer. Um... <laughs> So yeah, it seems like this one wasn't maybe put through a tape delay, but put through just kind of like a very, a very standard. Yeah, like, well, it definitely mix. has quite an echo on it. Uh, you can hear that, um, and yeah. I mean that's the sound of it. Um, it's the sound of Nebraska, man. Like, check it out. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, and it's got other things like like you know, there's four tracks. There's some overdubs of of stuff, so you get various uh vocal overdubs as it goes uh, with i with think i think those Tracy's vocal overdubs voice. are really what takes this song like up a notch yeah yeah when you get when he's doing like the oh, or, like on that's the chorus very, like where, distant echoey stuff that's yeah sure. big distant echoey stuff and on the chorus where he's like meet me tonight in atlantic city and then the backing the the harmony tracks he's like in atlantic city it's got this real like he's shouting from a distance vibe to it and oh yes yes it, it does it sound it like he's shouting that, from across the room that space man it, it makes everything like so distant like like shouting out into the ocean at that cold beach <laughs> they're at it's like right and you just like get nothing back but yeah yeah it's a cool effect it's Um, very cool and i mean the rest of it really i mean there's guitar and there's mandolin yes and harmonica it's mostly like he's strumming guitar it's four chords it's mostly three chords right like they go to the other chords sometimes so yeah pretty simple progression you've learned to play this or at least tried to learn to play this on guitar i have i have it's like pretty simple it's like well, I think you put a capo on, but it's like E minor, G, and C, mostly. And sometimes you go to D. Yeah. And it's weird, because like on this, I know it's simple. But like on other cover versions we talk about, they really highlight how like very simple it is. Whereas like there's some kind of magic. Maybe it is just like the weird audio like cut up that happens in the process yeah, of getting it from cassette. But something has a bit of aromagic to it so it doesn't just sound like boom like (laughs) something happens there yeah i don't know how to quantify that necessarily but it might just even be in the way he's playing like you said it was like a recorded kind of quiet maybe like the dynamics of how you hit a guitar when you're just hitting three chords and sometimes a fourth can make a world of difference right so maybe that's all it is here yeah it's got yeah the sound i mean the sound's great Sounds great. Yeah, the sound is great. In like a fascinating way. Um, 
harmonica. There's harmonica. Also, very That's simple right. harmonica part. Um, yeah, and it just takes you between the like, chorus and verse. Yeah, yeah. But like, honestly, playing it on the harmonica, it's very easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just kind of blast it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like basically two holes and like mm-hmm. a, a bend. I think like a bit of a bend. Um, so yeah, it's like three notes, right? Like it's yeah, not that much. Yeah. And then just like with that little dip. So like it's it's pretty simple. Um, yeah. Kind of all is. Uh, maybe the um, mandolin less so. Um, I don't really know mandolin very well to say. Yeah, I don't know the, the technical uh, ability of playing a mandolin or playing those parts. I don't know how complex it is. But that mandolin, which comes in about 1 minute 22 seconds, mm-hmm. uh, on, it's on the second chorus. Uh, it has this like... It fills out the upper range. It's this very high, very chill. Um, yeah, just the way that the tape, like the echo makes everything blend together. It makes it also mm-hmm. like so ethereal. Yes. A song is very like, has a very reflective vibe to it. It's very yeah. thoughtful. And yeah, yeah that, it definitely feels like it's full of regret, right? Like... Yeah, thinking about this whole story and then making a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it very it like gives us the weight of our narrator and the the struggle he is going through. We can feel that he treats this as heavy. Which, when we get to Bruce's live version of this, we're going to talk about. He takes a very different angle on it, which I think is also effective. But it's it's just wildly different. He often does. I know he's that's that's I was was not gonna put a, a Bruce Springsteen version on here and then I was like yeah it, it wasn't on there research first. yeah and people were like this one that he did in 2007 I was like okay let me listen and I was like yeah, okay fuck this is I mean as soon as I saw live in Dublin I was like ah sessions band let's do it the sessions band baby um we'll talk about that more later though the so the big thing the big different thing because once we've established we've kind of established the big beats here rhythm yeah. guitar um backing vocals doing these yeah. Uh, regular Springsteen vocals being Bruce Springsteen and harmonica bridging us between sections. Mm-hmm. The next big thing is the the bridge itself, the the lyrical bridge, yes. which kind of breaks down and ha- gives and gives the mandolin so much space to because, like you said before, it kind of comes in and blends. Now it gets to sit up front and and really give us that spacey like. Yeah, do that like fast vibe. strumming of like. <laughs> Even yeah. the guitar does some faster strumming there, but it, yeah. it's uh, it kind of fades a bit. Yeah, it fades back just a bit. And like when you talked about that half chorus, that's the like the reason that it's so effective yeah. is that mandolin kind of just like gently rides us out as he he completes his thought, where he's like, maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Yeah, as it slows down, and you can hear sort of the individual strings because the strumming is slowed down. Yeah. Um. And Very we have to cool. sit with that thought and be like, well, nothing we've ever seen die has ever come back, Bruce, so I don't fucking know yeah. except for where our you're Lord getting Savior, this Jesus idea Christ. from. Um, <laughs> yeah, except for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of obviously. course. Uh, yeah, but uh, definitely cool part. And yeah, the, the chorus is almost treated more as like a refrain here or the mm-hmm. line only because like it doesn't go into like it doesn't change instrumentation it stays in like bridge format yeah as it plays that so yeah it makes it more of a like a experience of somebody talking to you rather than 
like a song. Like that's just a thing he says a lot kind of thing. Yeah. Of course he'd apply that into different parts of his life because it's part mm -hmm. of his like philosophy. Yeah, it's part of his his yeah, his outlook on life. Um Yeah, and then the outro, we get a lot more of his backing woo-woos and and that. Uh, I love how Discord cuts out when we do things like that. I know. This is the two <laughs> things I miss about using Clean Feed is the the delay time is much shorter, and then yeah, the small the noise gate is more aggressive. You can on hear me Discord. whistling. Yes. I was um, whistling there. Oh, I could not hear that. <laughs> I could if we were using Clean Feed, but. Uh, Oh, those were the days. Those were the fucking days, man. But yeah, lots of woo-hoo-hoos and uh, lots of meet me tonight's. Meet me tonight. Which that part kind of sounds like it's, it's the backup track. You know, yeah. As the woo-hoos are kind of on the lead. Yeah. So Yeah, because, yeah, well, yeah, that voice that does the meet me tonight in Atlantic City is basically what was the backing track on every previous chorus, right? Yeah. That was the part that was in the back. So then your lead Springsteen so. starts doing those oohs. Atlantic yeah. City. In Atlantic City. Um, so, yeah, cool stuff. That's the end of the song. Uh, this is a mandolin to kind of play us out yeah. uh, along with that. But uh, cool song. But yeah, we fade out. One thing I forgot to mention. Okay. Mm-hmm. We talked about it being very demo-like. Yes. Not all the enunciation's great. What are you talking about, man? It's fine. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not a problem, but like... That's probably why I didn't know. On that city bus, and honestly, like singing along with the like, uh, uh, put your makeup on, fix your hair up, pretty. I feel like those words are not the most well defined. Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty. Me, me tonight. Yeah, you could very much just be like Atlantic City, like that's Atlantic the one part. City. Yeah, that's the important part. Uh, that's even what part. he's doing at the end, right? In Atlantic City. In Atlantic City. In Atlantic City. Yeah. Um, but that just makes it also cool. So Yeah, awesome. it is for sure, yeah. Like like we said, half the shit we didn't realize coming in this week it's like chicken man i hear first then it's like okay yeah atlantic city oh okay yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, i'm on board oh yeah (laughs) everything does die maybe that is a fact maybe that is a fact um another fact does come back is this is there's a music video for that there is a music video for this Um, directed by barry rawbag if i can find it more like Riri Ballbag, am I right? <laughs> Boom, got him. Uh, oh, Riri. Done, done, done a few music videos. Um, and apparently Springsteen didn't want to do videos at this point. This is 82, so we're kind of just Fair before enough. MTV starts kicking off. It probably feels like a fad. Yeah. Um, he was like, the Beatles did it. I don't fucking care. And so this guy puts it together just using basically just footage of Atlantic City. So there's the demolition of the main dome of the Marlboro Blenheim Hotel. And then just a lot of shots of Atlantic City. Streets, people standing. Yeah. In black and white. Um, There's a Playboy poster. Playboy poster. Yeah, so you get this idea of kind of like the the history of Atlantic City. This emphasis on the casinos. some, Some shots of people moving around there. I think my favorite part. And maybe it's just because uh, it calls it permanent. But they shoot to this monument that's, that's and you, you get to read the text on it. It says, a permanent monument conceived as a tribute to the ideals of Atlantic City. That's the part that's in focus. The part below it is dedicated to recreation, social progress, and industrial achievements. Mm-hmm. 
And just in this song about death and coming back, the idea of focusing on a, a, a sign that says a permanent monument felt very right. uh, poignant to me. Yeah, it's, it is a montage of black and white shots of the city, ultimately. Yeah, uh, which fits in with the album cover being this black yeah, and white. It fits. Uh, I probably won't watch it again, but I don't watch music videos anyway. So, Oh, I watch music videos all the time, bro. All the time. I do. I like the part where it shows the old board, like it's a bunch of storefronts. I think this is on the boardwalk, where it's just like people walking with their suits and their coats, and there's like stuff fudge place. There's stuff happening. Saltwater taffy, and it's like kind of urban, but like in an in an old fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah. And then the shift from daytime to nighttime, we get we also get shots inside casinos of people making money and things like. It's and again, this is early day music videos. The ones we've talked about from this early on are like Atlantic City and Eye of the Tiger, <laughs> <laughs> which are both like two very different music videos. So I think as like a rudimentary take on the structure, like this looks about as good as like what a student could do in a project these days. But yeah, but like that's not looks pretty good. at the time pretty good. Yeah, considering well, I mean it was eighty two. They had a few years of video anyway. It's all right. It's all right. I think, and I think just. I think they highlight on a few good moments here. Highlight on the Sands Hotel to, to kind of hammer home that Sands turning to gold line. Um, mm. The shift from day to night. The final shot on a parking lot that slowly, like, we fade and it empties out to just one bus in there. I think there's some good things. In yeah, here, I so. guess, like, I, it seems rudimentary now. It was just such an early example. And nowadays, I can be like, well, this feels like a student project, like you said, maybe. Yeah. But that, not at the time. Yeah, you it's know? not going to hold you. It's it's similar to Nebraska it's cliche, itself. You gotta like, want it had to be attention. made a cliche somehow. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, it's like talking about Shakespeare and how cliche he is. It's like, well, yeah. that's because everybody's doing Shakespeare. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Like yeah, that's your music video. But we got we got some crazy covers to talk we got, about. This I week. have an important announcement about one of the covers that we're not okay. talking about. Uh, it's not that important. I was just on the Atlantic City uh, Wikipedia page, and there's other mm-hmm. versions section at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and the last one says Goose covers this song during live performances. So I checked out who Goose was, and it's just a link to the the Goose Wikipedia page, like for geese. Okay. Like the like the bird. <laughs> so so geese sing this song <laughs> during live performances. That's I didn't crazy. even know we recorded geese. I thought it was just going to link to the Top Gun page. I thought geese were like <laughs> vampires, but for sound, you can't record them. Oh, maybe that's why that has to be live. Yeah. I got goose covers the song during live performances. It sure know. does. Yeah, a lot of people cover this. Um, yeah, yeah. I had, I had to. There's some I wanted on here that I didn't put on. There's some that I didn't want on here that are still on. <laughs> just how it goes sometimes. Or I'm very excited to see to, to, and talk about the first one. Yeah, 1993, great year. The band. Everything dies, baby. That's a fact. But maybe everything that dies someday he comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty. The band. The band. Talked about recently. Uh, this is sort of a, a later incarnation. Uh, we talked about the last waltz uh, yes. when we talked about the band recently. This is years later. Yeah, because um, the last waltz, what, 76? Yeah, mid 70s. Yeah. And then this is quite a while later. Um, this is no Robbie Robertson, also no Richard Manuel, although he may have been involved in some of the songs. 
but he was okay. uh, he passed away at this point. So it's mostly Levon Helms, Rick Danko, and uh, Garth Hudson, Rick and then some other guys. Danko. Yeah, Rick's there. Hell yeah! Um, wait, Levon Helm. I always say Helms, but I think it's just Helm. I think it is just Helm. But yeah. I I have written I'll, it in I'll my notes. Fuck as it Levon up Helm first, and then Levon Helms the second time. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I do both. It is Helm. It's singular. But it's I just Helm. looked it up now. Um, and this is a pretty well-known version. I feel like uh, when I see like best covers, best of all covers time. of all, yeah. not, or like covers that are really good, or you know whatever, or like you know, did you know that the, the band, band did a cover of this? Um, or I see people mention the song Atlantic City and attribute it to the band. Yeah, um, even when I looked up lyrics, like um, it just in Google, it was like here's the lyrics for uh, Atlantic City by the band. By the band. Which there are some lyrical differences. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to cover those because I didn't pick them up because oh, I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Um well there's winners and losers. Um and I'm south of the line. Okay, he does say that. That's an interesting line coming from Levon Helm. Oh yeah, because uh, you know, my man loves the Confederates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's uh, from the yeah. South. I don't know. There is another one. Oh, and the gambling commissioner is hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Just one dude. So instead of referring to an organization, he's talking to the commissioner himself and how he's he's struggling. Okay. That's your two big ones there. Um, but the real thing, like the band heard this song and they were like, How much accordion can you fit in this? Quite a bit, it turns out. It turns out there's a lot of room for accordion. Yeah, um, they basically take the um, harmonica parts and put an yes. accordion in instead. And I think even expand them a bit, because there's like three or oh, four points in the song where it's just like accordion solo. Or maybe just, yeah, they just fucking let it go. There's a couple. And like the outro is basically all accordion. Yeah, yeah, it is. So they let that thing rip, man. It's quite a bit of accordion in this. But there's other stuff like... So it comes in on uh, mandolin, which yeah. I did look it up. Apparently, it was played by Eric Bazalian, um, which uh, Levon Helm often does play mandolin, but apparently not in this one. Okay, yeah. You know, because I saw a live video um, maybe a year after this where he's sitting in front of a drum kit and he's holding a mandolin and playing the, the mandolin. Well, Levon I'm sure Helms. he could do it live. Yeah, he on the recording, I don't think he did though. No, that's uh, yeah, but that's interesting <laughs> that that yeah that you mentioned that yeah. Just had that. Um, but yeah, it's him singing. He it, it sounds like the night they drove they drove old Dixie down here. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's classic Levon vocals. It is. Um, and not just classic Levon vocals because you know you have Garth Hudson in there, or right. uh, Rick and you Dango do get harmonies more than, actually than Garth Hudson. So you get those like very the band harmonies right yes uh, absolutely so do that. that's very cool so it has that sound um they kind of keep it fairly simple overall like as like they put in probably the mandolins feels a little more complex and then the accordion but they play the chords pretty straight for the most part yeah it's bum, 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 dun, yeah. Dun, 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 and they have dun, guitar dun, dun, they have piano dun, dun, they have organ dun, um just dun, 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 you know yeah. Um, just, yeah, pretty straight. Yeah, but you're right in that they do, like, because they open with this little, like, mandolin rip. This, yeah. And they chuck that in, like, every so often. 
Yeah, it feels and then yeah, they they kind of fill out with some organ and things. Um, it kind of yeah, reminds it is... me of the intro of the last waltz version of of the wait. Mm, yeah, for bit. sure. Anyway, but that's weeks ago. <laughs> that's, that's that's the past, brother. Yeah, um, no time to talk about that anymore. Um, I, I broke the rearview mirrors off my car, man, because I got no reason to look back. <laughs> no reason to look back. The only thing behind me is my enemies defeated. <laughs> That's right. Um, I do like I like the way the first kind of section builds through the first verse and then into the chorus. Yes. Um, not Morgan some of the other in, ones uh, uh, build yeah. build in an interesting way. This is this does a bit of a build, um, and they kind of like increase volume throughout mostly. Yeah, uh, well, especially you hit that classic band, uh, you know, harmonies on the chorus. True. Get so everything's got to get that. louder to meet that. Meet that. Um, okay, the other thing I wanted to mention that I think is at least a bit important mm-hmm. is the way they change the, like, cadence of the, of the vocals. Yes. Hey, everything and it just, it dies, feels, yeah. Maybe that's, that's a fact. fact. But maybe everything that dies someday comes back. So it feels more... I, I don't know how to describe it exactly. Um, the original felt more like freeform, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, his voice doesn't sound like it's trying to match up with the beat of any kind. There's no drums on the original, even. Um, and then he'll like do a bit really fast and then slow it down, you know? Yeah, there is some of that, like, band... Like, I think the band, just, like, what little I know of their history, they can't help but sound like a polished group. <laughs> They're just, like, too good at playing their instruments. Yeah. Like, why would we sing it out of time? That makes no sense. <laughs> Whereas, like, what people always say about Bruce Springsteen is, like, he sounds like, you know, like, the perfect version of a bar singer. Right, right, right. And in, and in the same way, I think, in this, this solo project of his, he sounds like the perfect version of a folk singer, where he just sounds like some dude with a guitar, and you're like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess the big example, or the one that's springing to mind, is the uh, metal guy. I'm gonna do a little favor for him. It sounds so like spoken, like mm-hmm. natural cadence when Springsteen says it. But this is metal guy gonna do a little favor for you know. It's like it's it's got more rhythm to it. Uh, yes. It's just a different way of approaching it, but it's it's cool. Yeah, I don't. I like. Yeah, I don't think their polish ruins this. Uh, yeah, it just but it takes does it have like, like that polish. Perhaps yeah. obviously because the original is quite rough. Yeah. And it's so it's it's also very interesting because of course the whole electric Nebraska sessions they're like well it doesn't doesn't work with a big band and that big band's the E Street Band yeah <laughs> it's like okay like surely Maybe if anyone could do it I mean it's just a few more words the band the E Street Band you the know? E Street Band yeah it's they just close. picked a, a location so they're easier to find yeah <laughs> yeah well, they got a PO box <laughs> but yeah so don't even it, live it, on the street. To see the band come at this and put what is a very solid larger band performance, of course, also rooted so heavily in in folk. You know, the mandolin, the accordion, yep. the, 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 the way Helms they're vocals. singing. Yes. Like, like there's the is. bit when uh, at the end of the um, the bridge, they're like, might get cold, and they do their like <laughs> the band oh, yeah. harmonies and like with a bit might of twang. Get cold. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I hear it. <laughs> that's the other thing is he he doesn't he's not sure if it's going to get cold and the originally knows it's going to get cold oh yeah it felt a little different yeah but yeah rich sound on this an accordion that doesn't 
you know, hurt. (laughs) Like it's, it's very cool to hear it. And again, also like so firmly says like, Hey, this is an American folk song. Like check out this accordion. (laughs) You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Different feel. Ironically, perhaps more polished, which is not usually what you get from like a Americana type cover, but for sure. Yeah. Still cool. But yeah, this does feel like with with all their polish, I don't feel like I'm hearing this at an arena or at a theater. I'm hearing this at like a a hoot nanny or some kind of like like yeah. moonshiners the place. Like, that, um, that Jimmy Buffett. That first Jimmy played Buffett at. first played at. Yeah. Yes, man. You got you got Jimmy Buffett on the man. Have you experienced a change in latitude recently, Alex? <laughs> well, I'm changing my attitude. It's the best I'll way to do that. it. Um, I did also eat a cheeseburger last uh, Saturday after we recorded. So I wanted to ask you more about that. How was it? Yeah, it's good. It was good. Um, I felt a little bad because I was like, it was like a fast food place, and they had like a tip thing came up. I was like, it's a fast food place. I'm not going to tip them. I'm I'm at a counter right now. And then they like came out and like brought us our stuff and like kind of served us. And I was like, oh fuck. fuck, It was pretty good though. Got a milkshake. Um, It was called the flavor was called black and white. Which is mm. um, just chocolate with vanilla in it as well, so like light chocolate. Okay. Sure, um, yeah. It was still pretty good, but I was I thought maybe it would be a swirl or something. It's just like lighter brown. It's not really. Yeah, I would have done it the reverse way, white. where you like you do vanilla, just like a standard milkshake, and yeah, like with like chocolate syrup chocolate or something. Syrup, yeah. And then you could see it. Yeah. Anyway, not a big deal. Still good. Just you know, working on the aesthetic. Hell so yeah. I had that cheeseburger. Well, that's excellent. Did it have a kosher pickle? I didn't ask if the pickle was kosher. <laughs> is this pickle kosher? Yeah, because you, you uh, don't typically have to, but it did have a pickle. Uh, pretty sure I got a pickle on it. Okay, well, it doesn't sound like it was that memorable, Alex. Um, I'm trying yeah, to remember accordion. now. I have put all the stuff on it. Like, all the pickles they must. Alex, like, Give me unless all the that fucking cheeseburger played in the uh, band in 1993, I don't want to hear any more about it. All right, let's talk about Mike. <laughs> I, oh, we're done? We're done with the band? Oh, I don't know. You have more to say about the band? <laughs> oh, just the big accordion outro. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's like from, it's like a, over a minute. It's over a minute long. Over a minute long, and yeah, they have to fade out because he keeps ripping. There's like, keeps he's going. not going to stop. Yeah, that must be Garth Hudson. I don't have confirmation of that because there were two um, people yeah, accredited you. with um, accordion on this album, Jericho. Okay. But uh, Garth Hudson definitely could, it could be him. Is one of them Professor Louie? One of them is not Professor Louie. Okay. All right. uh, he was just the producer engineer. Oh, was he? Professor Louie was on it? Yeah. Oh, well, look at that. Um, but we're, you're right, Alex. We got to talk about Mike Rimbo. You think it's Rimbo or Rimbod? It's actually Rimbo. I did look that up. Oh, sick. 2003. Yeah. Everything dies, that's a fact. Maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty. We meet tonight in Atlantic City. I don't remember why, where I found that piece of information, and I might have made it up because I don't see it now. But I was pretty mm. sure it was Rimbo for some reason. Well, it's he's it's because I'm thinking about Charles Martinet, who right. everybody thinks is Martinet, but apparently it's actually Martinet. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember why, where I saw that. Did I go to his website? Because I'm just on his Wikipedia page now, and it's not mm-hmm. there. 
I don't know, is the answer to that question. Okay, well, Mike Rimbaud, 2003, <laughs> American guitarist, singer, and painter. Oh, yeah, I, I read his uh, his webpage, too. I didn't give me the pronunciation. It just kind of talked about how he's a cool guy. He's like, hey, Mike Rimbaud, he's the man of the people. He's Mike. a fucking cool New Yorker. Just call him Mike. Yeah, and Your he friends. has a good idea here. He says, uh, what if I cover the band's version, one, but I do it Bruce Springsteen stylies, but with just faster guitar playing? Yeah, it's pretty fast, eh? Yeah. Um, sounds like he gets a lot of comparisons to uh, to Springsteen. Oh, yeah, that's mm. where I read it. It was something about, like, he gets compared to this and this and this, but he's his own thing. Uh, there's somewhere. Anyway, okay. yeah, I'm, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> one of the big Bruce Springsteen, because he does this kind of, like, Heartland-style rock thing. Yeah. Um but of course yeah there's more instruments like like in the in the band version you get the drums and bass basically. Yeah, and that bass is like a really I don't know if it's a stand-up bass or if he's just like the strings are fucking loose as hell or what. Yeah, you really has, get that like you hear it like slap the the fretboard and like you get all that buzz. Yeah, you get a bit of the buzz and Slapping like slapping wood. And, and looseness there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, he carries on the band's uh, changes. So he says, Commissioner, his teeth. And I think he says, South of the Line as well. I know. Uh, the other instruments are still, it keeps it pretty uh, simple, even with the yes. other instruments. Like bass is playing root notes. Um, and yeah, he's just like, he's, he's kicked it up a notch. You know, he's, he's sped it up. He's doing Yeah, he's, fast he's playing that fast guitar. Which um, I think the faster guitar playing is a good way to cover up the the basicness of it. Leave the root notes to the bass, and then just have the guitar just kind of fucking putting a, a wall of sound on top of that. Yeah, and it's kind of cool with just that little bit of extra like drive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing this one does, and there's a couple like kind of spoken word type lines, which yeah. honestly were very um, like Lou Reed to me. They read. Read very Lou Reed, particularly, uh, he says, everything that dies someday comes back, like at 233. That was very, like, loaded era Velvet Underground to me. (laughs) Yeah. And James, he's a clerk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. I did find that his talk singing was, yes, one, very Lou Reed inspired, and two, a bit much. Bit much, you think? Yeah, he just kept on, like, he starts it, I was, I put notes on it, so he pulls out the talk singing for Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. No Honest Man Can Pay, yeah. Then he pulls it out again on, hey, that's a fact. Um, Everything dies, baby, that's a fact. And it it changes the tone of this song so much. Like you said, like, Lou Reed, when he does it, it's usually a bit, like, sarcastic or a little bit, like, like he's highlighting something, right? He's like, hey, take a look at this, though. <laughs> yeah, it's hard Some to go sarcastic. You have to work. Just watch, man. It's very rock and roll. And then it's like, well, what is the status of this narrator who is down on his luck, but is also being sassy about it? Like, what the fuck's going on here? It feels more like storytelling, I think, because of that. You know? Yeah. As, it, like, as opposed to, like, this is me. I'm talking about a thing that happened to me. It's like, there's a guy, and he did this, this even though it's still in first person. Mm-hmm. You know? He's more, it feels more like he's playing a character. Yeah, I th- I feel like he could have still done it, but maybe picked his lines better because then he does it again on "Don't get caught on the wrong side of that line." Um, like he just pulled out a bit too much for me. Okay, yeah, I didn't I didn't really pick up on that, but I can see that because it does have a, kind of add a bit of a disconnect the way he does it. Yeah, I do like and I like his I like his guitar choice here. I like his singing overall. I think this is a pretty solid version. I think so too. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, like I said, a little more drive uh, to it, um, and it feels—it definitely feels like a slightly 
I don't want to say polished, but just like he, you know, he he took the original and just like took it a few steps further in terms of further development. Yeah, he develops it into like like its own zone. He's like, okay, well, this is something like he finds like certain um, I don't want to call it cliches, but or tropes, but like certain forms that we we do songs in, right? And he's like, well, these ones will support this piece of music, fast yeah. drum, this this kind of tone. I'm gonna try this talk singing thing, and then he builds his own uh, little like I would I would assume he does as a call and response li- live where he does this maybe 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 you're <laughs> right stuff at the end, yeah, the, like kind of ad libby stuff, yeah. And judging by his level of like success, I'm assuming he does a lot of live shows. So this seems poised for a good live performance. I think so too. Actually, what I described it as was confident. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's how it feels to me. Um, which is a good thing, I think, for something to be. Yeah, I think it's yeah, and that it, like it comes across, and like I said, overall, pretty solid. I would do things a little differently, but well, I, well, yeah, uh, but yeah. Pretty, pretty good. No, pretty nobody's good. ever compared me to Bruce Springsteen, though. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> you know what I was just I thinking? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. Bruce Springsteen, same nose. <sighs> same nose. That's a weird. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll take it. Fucking. Uh, no, I, I made that up. I, I was, I was trying to find a picture of Bruce Springsteen's <sighs> nose, but I went to uh, one of my paused YouTube videos and it's covered. By the play button, so I can't even see his nose. You could compare me to Bruce Springsteen. The fact that we both have one syllable names, you know, Bruce Snake, it's the same thing. Mm, they also both end in e. 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 Exactly. Why it's time for us to talk about another cover of the band's version. This time by the band's best friends, Professor Louie and the Chromatics, in 2005. Professor Louie, yeah, Professor Louie, uh, which is a, a performing name of uh, what's this guy's name? Um, Aaron something. Hang on, something here. here. Um, Aaron Hurwitz. Yes. Uh, who worked on Jericho? Okay. Yeah. And and worked on the arrangement for this song. And was given the name Professor Louie by none other than cool name man himself, Rick Danko. Yeah, which is like, uh, that's, a, that's a claim to fame. Yeah, I was like, I, when I first saw these guys, I was like, Professor Louie, that's fucking dumb. And it's like, the name was given to him by Rick Danko, and I'm like, yeah, I'd change my name too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like Professor Louie and the Crow, Crow Matrix or Maddox? I think it's Chromatics, isn't it? Is there an uh, R in there that I'm did missing? Did I write it wrong? Chromatics, chromatics on, uh, right. which makes um, sense, like music, right? Like chromatic scale. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I thought maybe it was like a couple years after the Matrix, and everyone was just really into <laughs> the Crow Matrix. The Crow Matrix. It's the Matrix, <laughs> but it's all birds. It's all fucking birds. <laughs> um, I don't. It sounds like Doctor Hook and the Medicine Show to me a little bit, just like the case. Uh, a little of it. bit, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, but the band doesn't really sound like that. Now, there's also, I forgot, because it doesn't list it on uh, title, but on Wikipedia, there is a horns group that works on this track as well. This is a live version, um, and the horns, okay, maybe it wasn't on Atlantic City, maybe I saw it on Song Facts, but that's kind of the big feature they bring is a brass section to this, because it's pretty faithful to the band version otherwise. It is very close, very much like 
big brass, uh, lots on the bridge. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say the verses. Mm-hmm. Tell me about them. I met the chorus. Big brass on the verses. I want to say the on chorus, the chorus, yeah. not the first one, and then after that they come in. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, you get that similar like build. The first chorus is not yeah. as large as like the ones that follow. Yeah, makes sense. Very similar to the band version. Um, yeah, I'm pretty close to that. Pretty tight. And uh, it makes, uh, it makes sense. They were close with the band. Uh, Professor Louis plays accordion, so he plays accordion on this. And piano. And piano. Um, I, just, I mean, I, I think this is live. I don't know if it's the same as the version that is on YouTube, but in the yeah, I don't know if version, that's the same performance. He's playing the accordion and the piano. Yeah. And so and I have the credits me. here. He's keys, accordion, and vocals. Um, you have Miss Marie on vocals, percussionist, bass, or no, the vocals, percussionist, and keys as well. Frank Campbell on bass and vocals. Uh, John Platania on guitar and vocals. Todd Mahan on guitar and vocals. Dan Hickey on drums, the only one who's not on vocals. Dan Hickey. Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than that. Um, you know, I think let's talk about like. the brass. Let's, let's talk guess, brass. Yeah, buddy. let's talk brass. I guess brass is the thing to talk about. Tell me about and the brass. The brass. It's obviously big energy. Um, you hit some big moments with the brass. Is this a big brass song, though, is kind of my question. I mean, the band version's more brass um, compatible, you know? For sure, yeah. Than the original. Um, I, I don't know if the brass adds that much, but I do like a little bit of brass. And it's a pretty, pretty, it's not like crazy brass, you know? They get some oh, yeah, nice like, like swells and stuff. crazy solos. Ba-da-ba-da-da. They mostly just add little things. They don't add, I don't think, that much to it, but maybe it's nice in some of the smaller moments. Or the yeah, I do, moments. I do worry that it, it leans too much on, like, big band hype, though. But I'm just like, is that the tone? Again, like, is that the tone about of this, this song? Yeah, am I supposed to be hyped up that we're going to criminal town to <laughs> fucking kill people for money? Fuck maybe? yeah. Looking or for steal a job. A car or like, yeah, dude, looking for a job. Let's fucking go. That's my horns impression. That was it, honestly exactly what it sounds like. You get a big rock finish at the end of this with those horns. Like, even the, the band version, well, this is live, of course, but the band It's got to be tough to not do that for live songs. That's true. I mean, we're going to get some of that here. I mean, I'm complaining about brass, but you know who else has got big brass? Is Bruce Springsteen 2006. Once again, 2006, live in Dublin with the Sessions Band. Well, now, everything dies, baby. That's a fact with me. Everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty. Come on and meet me tonight. Yes, the Sessions Band, meaning the Seeger Sessions, the yeah. cover album that Springsteen put out of old folk songs. Yeah, and this is a tour for that, I guess. Um, and also reinterpretations of some other Springsteen songs, including this song. We talked about Blinded by the Light quite a while ago. Yes, yes, we did. Uh, was that off this live in Dublin performance as yes, well? It was. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. Um, yeah, so in and like in some ways this this seems like a just a obvious idea, right? Oh, um, these these Seeker Session musicians who I did a bunch of folk music with. Let's take a Nebraska track, which is folk, and do it with a full band. Yeah. And the result, though, is just so, so far away from the original it version. Is. It is. So it's, the, yeah. Go ahead. So, so in the original, we have, like, this very somber character who's, like, very pensive and is like, oh, shit. You know, everything dies. I got one last gamble here. I'm doing, you know, it's a very dark. This one, we kind of look more maybe from the outside into the madness of that character where he is like 
there's this fire in him. He's like, you know, I'm going to just one more gamble, one more spin of the wheel. I'm going to fucking make it. This is the, this is my chance. Like it's so much more energetic and he's, he's like, like a little driven. He's a little driven, a little crazy. I think driven by the crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree. Uh, the, what, what I felt most out of this version was just mm-hmm. this like heavy tension. Yes. Um, which I think is just throughout the whole, like basically first verse through the chorus. It, it builds this intense tension and it doesn't go away, but like there's this point where, you know, they break out kind of. Yes. Well, um, yeah, you open with that banjo after yeah. he says, good evening, Dublin. Cause I, I guess he opened with this. Yeah. This is the first song. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So yeah, it's it's like folk blues. And yeah, you could ban that banjo. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's high energy. It's setting you up. And then uh, Springsteen comes in on the guitar. Yeah. Very like high pitched. He's playing the the higher strings um, based on the video, just like kind of strumming along those higher strings. Um, Yeah. Which is an interesting sound. And that comes back a couple times. Yeah, throughout the song, and he plays in sort of like his solos. He plays in mm-hmm. that in that style. So yeah, it sets you up, and it's like something's happening here. Yeah. Of course, it's the opening of the show as well. So it's just like, what True. is he actually going to hit us with? We don't know what this. Yes, point. I love how like it's completely like you have no idea what he's going to play. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. Uh, which kind of happened for "Blinded by the Light" as well. You know, you for sure. The beginning, it's like ba da da. And you're like, this is what? You're like, I don't know what, don't yeah, know what this, this could be. Song. You even get, like, even when we saw him live, if you didn't know and, like, look up what kind of routines he's done beforehand, it was sometimes just completely, you didn't know what was coming next. It was tough to tell him. Yeah. But that's definitely what's... But, yeah, so yeah. you get the tension of, like, literally that as a live performance, and then I think the instruments themselves, like you're saying, they, they add this 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 driving energy, this tension, there's this. Yeah. Especially like once the, like you get that, like it's higher pitched, right? Like it feels like kind of tight. Uh, and then mm-hmm. like the, the strings come in and they're like in that violin range and they're still doing something similar. You get some of that tambourine and like the audience is clapping along. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, just really feels so tense. Tense. And then, yeah, you've got this, this Springsteen performance where it's like, blew up the chicken man and feel like it's very folk blues. It's very like, it's heavy, it's driving, and that since that becomes the energy, it's like, when I listen to the original version, I'm like, I feel bad for this guy, and if I'm putting myself in the head of his lover, I'm like, well, fuck, we gotta, yeah, the love is cold, but I'm going down to Atlantic City with you, because, you know, we're in this together, but with this one, I'm like, this dude's fucking crazy, crazy. I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, very different feeling, but I mean, I always like a Springsteen live, live track. Yeah, oh, I think it's a great version, <laughs> and yeah, my ultimate point being that such a different vibe, but I think still captures the spirit of this. And again, it's got like a Wild West feel to it, so it's like this lawless town he's going yeah, to. Yeah, it's got the, the like rhythm. Yeah. Driving. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a runaway train of music here, man. And then, yeah, with the brass on this one having a bit of like a little darkness, a little evil to it. Big hits. Lower in the range. It's It's very exciting. Yeah, it's quite an arrangement. Yes. 
Um, screaming organ in the back there too. Oh man, it screams! Yeah, I uh, love it when the organ screams. Uh, closer to the end, uh, they start going to this like meet me tonight, meet me tonight, meet me tonight. Yeah, they, they trade back and forth. Drops it all down, do that drop down, and then Lila lies, lie 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 lie. Yeah, that's like a Bruce Springsteen live classic is to do a little lie 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 section. Do a big yeah, it's like a party at that point. I'm not yeah. exactly sure what to make of it, but it would be a great time to see. Yeah, it's kind of like, again, we've moved into like folk on the original as Bruce Springsteen is just a dude with a guitar to like folk the music itself, like the genre itself. Like this is sung in a bar or something. This is like people are singing along because it's an old folk tale and we all know how it goes. Yeah. He's telling the it's, story. Yeah, it's taken on a new energy and it's it's very cool. Um, what other big moments are this in there? There's some harmonica in there. Um, yeah, they kind of replace what is like the primary harmonica part with that guitar. Yes. Um, it's a cool sound. Which we described already. Yeah, um, the, the bridge kind of just gets absorbed into the general energy. It's not as much of a switch on this one. See if I wrote anything about the bridge. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I'm, I'm looking like, at my notes. I don't notes have any specific nothing. notes. <laughs> And then they kind of do the switch up at the end with the like lie lie lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where they they do their their change in sections. Um, he sings with his eyes closed a lot on this. I noticed in the live in the in the video. Yeah, maybe it's just bright. Yeah, it could be. See, so yeah, it's the first track, so he's still getting used to the light. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe he had cornea surgery. No time to speculate. No time um, to speculate. We got to talk about Don Landis and the Kentuckians in 2014. Yeah. Unless you had anything Landis. else on the live version. No, that was it. Okay. Okay. Um, it's American singer songwriter, countryish type singer songwriter. Um, yeah. Apparently had some songs on TV shows. That's cool. Yeah, she's been a she was a touring band member for him and Sufjan Stevens at points in her career. So she's been around. She's been working. She's working. Um, I don't know if the Kentuckians are a real band or simply just the musician she had together for this cover. I LP. just kind of assumed it was just EP. her band for this. But I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I assume it's just like they put a name on it. She has roots in Kentucky and New York City, so maybe this is just people she pulled. From her time in Kentucky. Makes sense. She's got the Kentuckians I, and the New Yorkers, and those are her bands. Yeah. Because there is a band called the Kentuckians, but oh. um, they're not the same band, I don't think, because they're from, like, the 60s. So if you go to their uh, title page, you'll see their album live on the radio, 1966. 1966. Yeah, it does not look like the same ones. Yeah, it reads to me like a different band. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like much. Um, what else is going on in this one? Uh, I feel like this is the first one that we've talked about that really leaned into the lo-fi thing. Or yeah. leaned into it at all. I guess it doesn't lean into it a ton, but it's there. Um, this one's much it more is, like yeah. chilled out, especially compared to the... We've had some like raucous ones. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the past yeah. few... Like, yeah, honestly, since the band, they've all been like, well, we'll up the energy. And that's the secret to, to handling... Atlantic City. Yeah. Whereas this one kind of takes it back, takes it down a few notches, 
back to the like strummy guitar. This one puts in a slide guitar. So yeah, it's got a little more of that kind of Western country feel. Um, Absolutely. It also adds uh, drums or or has drums, which it, the drums felt just like very very regular. Yeah, it is like if you ordered drums like in a can, yeah. this would pop out. Yeah. Um, so it's got that. Um, the other thing she does is adapts the like the instrumental part, which on in the original is the harmonica. I think this sensible the way she does it because I'm comparing it to what I would do. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, if yeah. I'm on my own, I'm like time to make weird harmonica sounds with my voice. Um, this is the not stupid way of doing that. Yeah, and this is like she's kind of says the- like. The verses really just support her vocals. A lot of this is just to support her vocals. Like those drums are just laying down rhythm. The the like bass and piano hitting the chords are very low in the mix. Um. So yeah, like her yeah. doing the harmonica part is just her kind of like flexing and being like, I can do this. Like okay, cool. And so she does. So she does. Um. Uh, she's got a guy Jim James doing the backing vocals backup on vocals. the chorus. Yeah, pretty echoey. Yeah, and this Similar is where your, original. your slide guitar comes in for more echo action. Yeah, gotta love that slide guitar. I love it. I mean, you don't have to, but I, I, tend, I'm I tend compelled to. Like to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, more of that country sound. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Does a breakdown in the third verse? Yeah. Thir- uh, and it's the original kind of does that too. Yeah. Kind of. Um, I'm interested in the, yeah. uh, the lyrical changes on the bridge. Throw them at me. Um, so luck may have died and love may be cold. Um, so just in general, dropped, the just in general of luck and love. Yeah. And then less, less she just kind of doesn't say some words on the next line. She just says, you forever I'll stay. Okay. I and feel then, like that was a mistake. Yeah. She, and then gone out where sands turn to gold, the night gets cold. She like, she chops these lines up in weird ways. She's just not into stockings. Yeah, because she's just not into stockings, is her thing. But then I, I was surprised because she like takes out so many like little articles from this bridge that I was surprised she got the whole winners and losers line in. <laughs> they won't be caught on the wrong side of that line, like all of that. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, she doesn't even do the south of the line uh, the band take. Yeah, yeah it's all, it works. She does say stockings. She doesn't say baby. I, I get it. Strip out some of the babies. Yeah. Um, I, I see that for sure. To, yeah. It's like, but yeah, like you mentioned, there's a, a breakdown on that third verse, which is interesting to see in a song that's already so, like, sparse. To break down even more. I guess, I mean, this one has, you know, the 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 drums and the bass yeah yes, and does. then you okay. get you get that check. breakdown chorus too that follows with a little piano tinkle and oh like, that's right it's got the piano and the muted uh guitar stringing uh guitar strumming rather yeah. on that part yeah so that's cool and you get that like is this real echo on that a lot of echo on this one Mm-hmm. and then it yeah. kind of like country twangs us out with that guitar yeah 100 percent. so it like it keys in on a lot of what makes the original good um translates it into a a harder country than like folk angle so that's slide guitar obviously doing a lot of the heavy lifting there um and doing some smart 
I think, uh, use of like dynamics. Oh, we're going to mute the guitar on this point. We'll do a little bit of piano here. It's, so there's good use in that minimalism because it is a pretty still like quiet version overall. Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, because I'm bored. No, I'm not okay. Bored. I'm um, tired. yeah, similar to <laughs> hang on, I'll give you a pop culture reference, Alex. Give me yeah, a second. Throw it at me. Um, musical instruments are also featured prominently in the Legend of Zelda series. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> and there's like country songs like Lawn Lawn Ranch. How about that, huh? Wow, mm. okay, he's back in everyone. We got him. Hey, at least you didn't bring up a Zelda's lullaby. I might have fallen asleep. Oh! Hey! All right. Um, All right, Alex. That's this. That's that version. Don Land. Wait, hang on. There is one weird oh, thing at the end here, thing. though. Okay, sorry. Like, there's like a little bit of extra guitar that just happens like right at, right the, at end? the end here. I like, um, I've got to listen to it here. I'll give you a timestamp in a second here. Like, 337. It's very quiet. But like three thirty is once when the fade out really starts, yeah. and then seven seconds in, you can hear the guitar try and start something up again. It's like, okay, let me listen for it. <laughs> Interesting. Don't know what what causes that. Maybe uh, someone just decided to make some sounds. They were like, "We're done. We're done. Cool." And then yeah, maybe sounds, like, maybe oh, they shit. thought that the outro was like gonna go a little longer. And they were like kind of gearing up to a more like official country finish where you do like a or something like that. And then they're like, no, we're cutting they're really like, cut, cut, that. cut. But they left it in. I left it in. Um we've got one one more cover left in here to talk about. One more cover left. It's by not Brian Adams, but Ryan no, Adams. This other guy, Ryan Adams. Yeah. Everything dies, baby. That's everything that dies someday comes back should make up pretty a name I have heard a ton but know nothing about at all yeah I even this week I like looked them up I was like they're like former member of whiskey town I'm like I don't fucking care it <laughs> means nothing to me so he's a yeah. country rock singer Alex yeah I don't I like his name's always been around in like popular music as far as I'm concerned. Yes. I've just never known anything about him other than what I looked up this week, which is he seems to like to cover full albums because he has This Is Nebraska and it's just yes. a cover of Nebraska. What other full albums has he done? 1989. Mm. Oh, okay. Album. Huh. Okay. Yeah. His first name's David. It's not even actually Ryan Adams. It's not even Ryan. He's David Ryan Adams. Yeah. Yeah. He's a liar. He's a liar. That's, he's dishonest. Um, that's what I that's say about Mr. Adams. Mr. Mr. Adams. That, but if that was the Crow Matrix, it would just be... Ah! <laughs> that's my joke for you. Adams, not that close to Anderson. I still went for it. Caw, <laughs> uh, caw. That's what I'm ca, saying to that. Caw, yeah. <laughs> like, like a crow laugh. Caw, caw. Like a crow laugh. I gotcha. Um... What do you think about this one? This one is, I think, I talked earlier about how some versions really highlight the simplicity, but perhaps lose the magic. I present to you Ryan Adams. <laughs> yeah, I I had weird, I feel like I could have probably written more than I did, because I, I was kind of at the end, and I was like, I've had enough. Um, but I just was not liking it. Sometimes they'll come in at the end, and, and, and it 
catches you out of nowhere. Oh yeah, the, when it gets cool synth on the final verse, I'm like, now we've got a song happening and the song's yeah. about to end. Exactly. So I was li- going through and I was like, I don't fucking like this. Like, I don't like the way it does the echo. I don't like how loud it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff. And then it was like, okay, now there's something happening, but it's over. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so, I guess that's what I'm obsessed with, because you get that synth in. Like a flute synth. It's like fluty synth. Yeah. And it's like, now we're catching that mandolin element, that sort of wistful, like, reflective element of the original, but putting it in a way different sound. And that's something we should have been focusing on, Ryan Adams. Yeah. And before that, it's mostly just him covering it pretty straight, but like I said, kind of loudly. Yeah, kind of loud. Yeah, there is some, I don't know about the, like, the way he's mixed or something, or like the echo on his vocals. It's strange. He's, I don't know if I like his voice in general, though. It's just the way he's singing. I don't like it. Lenox <laughs> <laughs> City. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's weird. That I just like, I'm like, yeah, Ryan Adams. Of course, I know that guy. I've heard that name a bunch. Mm-hmm. Not just because of Brian Adams, but because I hear his name and I'm like, oh, like Brian Adams. Yeah, exactly. So I always took note of it. But like, and like he's had hit songs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, although around. looking at his top tracks, nothing's top I mean, tracks. Wonder, Wonder Wall. Wall. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, it's weird. It's a weird experience. Yeah, it's quite bizarre. Um, yeah, it. I feel like he just should done better. I think it's <laughs> a little too simple. I feel like the good bits come as the song's ending, and that's that's not when you want me to get interested. Yeah. No, that's that no. was totally my experience. I wish I wish I had more to add, but I'm like, yeah, that's what listening to the song is like. That's okay. We're running. Uh, we're we're long, running so long. Let's right. move into our final verdicts. We got three categories: the worst version, the best version, and the version that you would put on when you're going to do a little favor for a guy. A little favor. Uh, Alex, what's the worst version of this, and why is it probably Ryan Adams? Yeah, give us Ryan Adams. Uh, recency bias. For sure, but I think, like we talked about him, Mike Rimbo's got some good stuff. Professor Louie is just covering True. the band, but like, still, that's pretty good. Don Landis, like a solid, like, lo-fi country cover. Bruce Springsteen, I kind of phones it in, but like... It's yeah, I guess it's, it's another case of like, there was some promise there, but it doesn't really fill that promise, and because of that, it mm-hmm. ends up being more disappointing. Exactly, and since he is like a big name, it's also like, you've got to be delivering something here. Right. De- definitely a name. Uh, that's the only thing I know about him, though. Yeah, what well, come on? The you remember Whiskey Town? Oh man, I've like, uh, spent like some from time the in Billy Joel Whiskey song. Town. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> can tell by what you carry that you come from Whiskey Town. That's <laughs> Billy Joel. Yes, song. that's that's correct. The Billy Joel song. Uh, Alex, what's the best version of this? <sighs> man, I liked a couple of them. Obviously, I really liked the Bruce Springsteen live cover. Yeah, obviously. Um, and like, I could give it to that one. I could easily give it to that one. I also like the band. I don't like the band versions as much as the Springsteen versions. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, give it to the Springsteen version. I'm going to give it to that one. I, I also liked the Mike Rimbo version, but not as much. So yeah, yeah it's Mike Rimbo's solid. He's it was a, really good. It wasn't as good as the other one. Fortunately, sandwiched like between much. giants, like between the yeah. band and a Bruce Springsteen live cover. Like, yeah. If... You hadn't put the spring the live one on, I probably would have picked Mike. Mm, fair. I don't know. I don't know. 
why I that's, wouldn't have picked the band. That's yeah, it's interesting that you wouldn't because <laughs> I think I would pick and I think I will to spread the love and also I think Yeah. Just by right of them being the first, at least in my brain, to get the the large band version of this song on wax and functional and quite functional at that, I think it's a very cool version. And I might even, dare I say best version, but I I do like the original more. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mike Rimbo's got some good stuff. The Bruce Springsteen live one is uh, cool as hell. And yeah, Professor Louie is, you know, probably <laughs> fine. I mean, he Don't. worked on the band version. I feel like he gets a bit of that award anyway. Yeah, I, I suppose he does. Yeah, he's got a producer <laughs> credit there. He doesn't need Alex, his version, yeah. Who you, You're out doing a favor for a guy. Doing a favor you're for t- a guy. You're tired of being on the losing side, Alex. Um, And you're, I presume you're in a car out to do this favor. And what's what's what version of Atlantic City are you playing? I mean, that's got to be Mike. That's got some speed to it. If mm. I'm in a car and I'm doing road crimes, I probably have to drive fast. Road crimes. I need, yeah, I need some some motivation. And that's uh, that's the one that's going to give it to me. Solid choice, Alex. Solid pick. Um, I think I'll go with the Bruce Springsteen version here. Similar, energetic. Um, a bit of craziness to it. It gives me it gives me the gusto to to deliver a package and or kill a man and or steal a car and or I don't know give a man a hand job. What if it's just what if it's just hand stuff? That's the favor. <laughs> what if that's the favor? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a that's a valid favor. It's a valid favor. Less risky than murder. And Usually, a little death. It's named for an orgasm. Yeah, there's still death involved. Still death involved. There it is. <laughs> That's our final verdicts. If you got a different opinion, similar opinion, you want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on the social app formerly known as Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake DeCressy, at some Alex Wise guys. Send us comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. Uh, you can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on. Now, now I found out Google Podcasts is shutting down, Alex. Yeah, it's going to just be on YouTube Music. YouTube Music. They're making it so hard, all these podcast apps, for me to not mention Spotify off top. <laughs> uh, all I'm trying to do is put Spotify at the ass end here. And I was like, Google Podcasts, you can rely- that's a solid, reliable brand that's never going to shut down. Yeah, <sighs> Google would never shut down a brand. Never, yeah. <laughs> Long live Stadia. Um, so here we go. We're on Apple Podcasts. Amazon podcast. Also, he'd have to say Amazon so far up in the fucking yeah, whatever. Just go Amazon podcast. YouTube music. Uh, Podbean. We're on freaking Podbean, folks. Podbean. Check us out there. Podcast addict is podcast addict. That's, That's the real. the app I use. Um, where you can also find most of us. They still haven't reinstated our episode that they said they reinstated. I got to email them again. Fucking losers. Spotify. We're on Spotify. Kind of. And yeah, so be sure to rate and review us. Tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones. What you can do for us this week is a little favor, and that's to tell your friend, family, neighbors, and loved ones about us. Or do like, I guess I could do like a mafia thing here. You know, they put the horse head in the guy's bed in The Godfather. You do that just with like a cassette, because of course Atlantic City was recorded on cassette with an episode of our podcast on it playing. As they wake up, they'll fucking freak out. Put it on a timer or something. I don't know how you're going to get the cassette to play while not being in the room, but I don't know. 
That's your assignment this week. Movie, yeah, use a little movie magic. Can you imagine falling, being asleep while someone fucking puts a horse head in your bed? That's. I mean, you kind of have to. Did did he get drugged or something before they? He must have been. Well, he must. Haven't seen the movie in a while. I'd seen it once many moons ago. Um. Yes, Alex. But that does it for today's episode. (laughs) Cover me. And as we always say on Cover Me, down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a pod. Going to see what them Cover Me boys can do.